Ah, oh, welcome in. Man, I had to shake off a little rain from the outside. The, the skies, they, they just opened up. And I was also getting a little teary-eyed because I thought for a moment uh, I was going to be alone here today. I got over here to the station and there wasn't a soul here but that delicious caramelized bacon that is in the booth. Uh, and I saw shortly after that I, I was... Uh, I was encouraged because I saw uh, Mr. Beef be smooth, rolling his way up the lane, and his, I mean, he's got a style. What is that? Is, is that a Taurus that you roll? That, that is a Ford Taurus. That's a Ford. Do you have it dropped down a little bit? Look like it may be dropped a little bit. Uh, Not on purpose. Uh, or is that just the window in the back there? That's just the window. <laughs> so we were just having a little, uh, there was a bit of a dispute in the booth just a minute ago. Uh, Trevor Kelsey is in the booth with Be Fresh, and there was a three pieces left on a cinnamon and brown sugar Pop-Tart that was in the in the actual trash but apparently if if the open part of the pop tart is up it's free game and and safe to go so is next isn't that true or is that no 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 that's that's okay there's there's rules and regulations to 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 doing things like that to make you know if it's a bag of chips with the top open and it's on top then maybe that's fine did you squeeze the bag to get a little crunch test I, that's what I, that's the only thing that would I would have differed because I was with you. I was sympathizing with you the okay. other day. I, I would have I too if I was hungry. I felt a little little urge, a little hunger, and I saw. Let me set this table. The, a, a bag of they call those hot fries. Yes, correct. What what is this? This is a Kentucky thing, isn't this it? Is not? The, this is the Andy Caps hot fries that I went to high school on. This is what got me through high school. Really. Oh, this the <laughs> at the terrible lunches they served at JCPS. That's that's what got you through. <laughs> there you go. So if it's if the bag is in the garbage and it's on the top canopy or the top layer, uh, then it's free game, right? It's free for all for everyone. Yes, yes on the so. top canopy. Thank you. Bacon likes to say that if it's in the cylinder, it's it's no go. Well, he's also tried to convince me that he doesn't eat things out of the garbage or a plenty of a plethora of things. Have you seen the physique? Yeah, no, I have. And actually, about 10 minutes after I did that, he told a story about how uh, he was at UofL uh, tailgating. Oh, I can only really imagine. He left the game, and him and a buddy found outside wild lasagna. Is oh. what it was. Wild tailgate lasagna, and they ate it with their hands. <laughs> so he's going to ridicule me, oh. and he's eating wild tailgate, hey. cold wild tailgate lasagna. Here's the thing: you'll see people turn into real monsters and animals when they're hungry. We're not, none of us are hungry, hungry. Um, but uh, if you want to call us at, at the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450, and tell us what's the most disgusting thing you've ever done in terms of eating uh, after another person or out of the top of the canopy of the garbage or whatever you may call it. Uh, we've all been there before. Uh, when hunger strikes, uh, there's no answer sometimes. So anyway, uh, myself and B Fresh, we're over here chilling on a Monday afternoon. I believe it's Monday, isn't it? It was a weekend, long weekend, so yeah, I think it's Monday. Yeah, it it's, Monday. it's for sure Monday. It's Monday. Um, if you're listening to the program at work, you're probably listening to it on uh, your laptop on the uh, live sportscaster podcast later if you didn't catch it. Uh, but 1450thesportsbuzz.com at all times. You can listen to this program or any other programs. Uh, we follow up uh, the Jim Rome show here on the afternoon drive. Uh, as we talked about, our associate, our buddy, uh, Trevor Kelsey will be here a little bit later with Perrin Johnson of the Louisville Cardinal fame. They'll be back a little bit later to talk. We got pro football is underway. Uh, a lot of a lot of exhibition games, a lot of things going on there. We're going to talk a little pro football today. Um, we're going to start, and this is very exciting. And I, I wish I had the push button drum roll, which we'll use later on. But uh, uh, this is very exciting. We we we're, we're about a month away from pro football, so this is going to be the beginning today of our. 
fantasy uh, fantasy rundowns. We're going to break down each position before you. We're going to start later on in the, the last segment of the show today. Uh, we're going to talk about fantasy kickers, which is make or break. If you don't have a good kicker on your team, you got no shot. No, kicker <laughs> is the backbone of many fantasy it's, teams. It is the foundation and the, the solitude and the solitary uh, that that makes up a football team. So we're going to talk kickers today in the last segment. That's going to start it, and we'll, we'll work our way towards what I feel is the more important position. There's some discussion as to whether we're going to go with quarterback or running back last, depending on the format of your league and the scoring, which we'll talk about. But today we're going to keep it simple. We're going to get into kickers. Just a few thoughts on that pretty much later on and later in the program. Um, on a side note, I wanted to congratulate a good a friend of a friend of a friend, I should say, uh, uh, in the foodie community here in Louisville. There's a there's a deep rooted foodie community. And I wanted to uh, congratulate Chef Damaris Phillips. She's a really cute female. She, she's worked at a couple of those local restaurants. Well, she just won the uh, Food Network star competition. Uh, and she's, you know, she's getting a lot of accolades for this. And now she's, you know, probably going to be, she's going to be six figure type of an employee. I mean, she's the next Food Network star. She is the if next. If I'm not mistaken. She right? is. She is the, what she won. So exactly. Go. So I don't know what they, I don't know what the first prize for that is, but. Uh, you get to be the next Food Network star. Like you get to take Paula Dean's place. Look, there's an opening. <laughs> Paula Dean can't keep her mouth shut. That's what, that's yeah. why. They're t- <laughs> you know, there's, uh, there's a position that needs to be filled, Damaris, and that position is yours. Oh, wow. How could you imagine? Could you imagine? That'd be like us leaving here today and driving someplace and, and, and going and, and going in with Howard Stern and, and being in there and being paid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we don't want to talk about that. We don't talk about that. There's, the coins are rolling in. But uh, if you got some extra coin, I wanted to, I wanted to remind them before we get too far into this um, discussion today, we still have these $50 golf cards. Do you hear anything about this? Or we still have these, right? I just want to clarify that. Yes, 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 we do. I thought so. I, I mean, I, they're probably not good on a day like this, but hey, for the future. But it's always good to purchase things on a day like this because it just takes some point and some clicking was all you need to do. You need to go to the uh, shop21live.com, and for $50, you get six championship golf courses with the card. This includes Indian Springs, Maywood, and the Bull at Lexington, to name a few. Um, the card can also be found if you call in at uh, 502-964-2121. These are the same friends that bring us the Sunday night program we have with Greg Brom. Um, and I was on there a few weeks ago. It was a great time. It's a great Sunday night. You can call into a live TV show. There's nothing cooler than that if you're out and about. Uh, you can call in there. Uh, that's the same number, 964-2121, and talk to Greg Brom and whoever his guests are. Um but fifty bucks, man. Yeah, I mean, at, seriously. At, at, this is this is a five hundred dollar deal. This is a five hundred dollar value, and these are courses that you may uh, you may that give you a chance to take a little road trip, see some courses that you don't normally play. Um, I know for a fact that the Bull at Lexington is a championship course that I believe it's fifty bucks with a cart just for that place. That's the cost of the whole thing. So get yourself one of those today. It's just foolish not to really if you're a golfer in any 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 capacity. So. Um, what else we got to talk about today? We got uh, we have some new news about IUS Sports. Yeah, we are and the official home. Tell me, tell me a little bit about this. We, oh man, I'm I'm excited as an IUS student. I'm an I, very an, excited. About are you an IUS alum or an IUS I'm student? I'm a current student. Oh wow, of of IUS. I will actually be doing some student things broadcast wise for us at the games. We'll be well, bringing that's exciting. You, yeah, I know. We'll be bringing you uh, men's and women's basketball games. Uh, yeah, during basketball season, we'll have a coaches show. 
on I Monday. I love it. I love it. IUS Monday was night. actually, I spend a lot of time in New Albany myself. I worked over here uh, a local company for four or five years, and I dated a girl that lives right out by IUS, so I'm familiar with the teams. I actually, uh, Mr. Steve Stemley, who's the uh, pitching coach for the baseball team at IUS, is a good friend of mine, and oh. uh, we'll probably have him in here to chat with us about the uh, prospects for the season when they get uh, up and running next for next season and so forth, but that's very exciting. Uh, 1450, the Sports Buzz is the exclusive provider for IUS Sports, as well as WKU, yeah. I mean, and what's going on? Are we going to just cover everything? I, I we got it here, don't we? I, and and if you're if you're sitting here wondering, you know, what? Why would I care about IUS? A lot of IUS uh, student athletes are local Louisville kids. These are these are kids you see at Butler, at Ballard, at Eastern. You know, they don't want to go somewhere. Maybe second tier. Yeah, you know, they, they don't want to go somewhere out of you know out of state for, for their Division two, II, Division three. So they decide to come on to you know IUS. Maybe they don't quite have the talent to be on a national level. Yeah. Uh, U of L is a nationally accredited you know university. Maybe they don't want to go to UK. But it's still, right still good players. IUS yeah. dominates their conference every year. As it's a, solid, there's solid sports across the board at across IUS. Board. A lot of people don't realize it, but you know what? They're going to now because we're going to bring it to them here of at 1450. Uh, we got that going on. There was uh, the PGA Championship was this week up in Connecticut, I believe is where they were. Uh, they were up at Oak Hill, which is a beautiful course this time of year. Tough course. Um, it, it played fairly easy the first couple rounds. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, Saratoga Springs, um, I want to... Uh, commend a friend of mine. Uh, he's been, he's uh, from Louisiana. He's been slugging it out, uh, backcountry bush tracks. You know what a bush track is? Be smooth. Is that anything like a holler? Um, it's it's in the holler. A bush track okay. is actually where they learn how to horse race down in the bayou in Louisiana and some parts of Florida ah. and Texas. And essentially, it's just that there's bushes instead of rails. They just put a bush around the track. That's why they got the name Bush Track, and that's where they'll run two or three horses. They don't have these conditions or any kind of stewards scrutinizing what they're doing. Um, that's where this guy learned. Uh, and since then, he's become a four-time, a three-time Kentucky Derby winner, Kentucky Derby winning jockey, uh, Mr. Calvin Burrell, boo-boo. Calvin Burrell, uh, he was he was recognized by the uh, National Thoroughbred Horse Racing Association and, and inducted into the Hall of Fame this weekend. And he's a great guy. He's a friend of mine. I've I've met him many many times. As you know, I've I, I breathe horse flesh, and I'm not I'm not trying to be perverse in any way, but I am tried and true horse fan. So up at Saratoga Springs, they inducted Calvin Burrell. Um, he. Uh, he stepped to the microphone and, and got emotional because he's. You know, how do you not when you're when you're recognized when you do something for so long uh, as these guys do? And a lot of people don't realize how physical it, uh, the sport of, of horse racing is. Those and guys are athletes. They're, they're no joke. I, you know, we've met a few of them. I've met a few of them. They play golf with me. They whip my butt on the golf course every time I play with them. Which we're gonna we're gonna figure that out because I'm getting points next time. Corey Lannery and Jesus casting on. I'm I'm getting points next time we play, but. Uh, Anyway, they, they inducted him, but yeah, they it's this is hard. They have to they have to keep their weight down. These guys weigh usually around 100 to 113, 115 pounds anywhere in that ballpark. You, most of them are on the one the higher end of that 115, 117, and they're dancing a very very close line there. And they've got to what they call evacuate. Um, they have to watch. I mean, these guys. We'll, they'll eat watercrest, and you know the, where you and I'll go nosh a, a foot long subway sub. They'll get a six inch veggie. Maybe. 
and eat like half of that. I mean, it's ridiculous. They'll drink little little glasses of wine. So, but uh, it's a there's a lot that goes into it. You got to get up early and go ahead. It's like it's like it's almost like the hardcoreest version of cutting weight and wrestling. It's it, it, and did you did you wrestle? Yes. You, you have the build of a wrestler. I, I was a wrestler when I was younger as well. I I I because of all those things, sort of lost my interest in wrestling. And then also, where I come from, basketball, baseball, uh, they trump wrestling. Back in the day when my dad was growing up so forth wrestling was huge in central pennsylvania but when i got a little older you know the sports you wanted to play were baseball and, and basketball and um i probably if there was a uh, professional wrestling back then not talking about the wwa and <laughs> superfly snooker and all that stuff but if there was a, a a source of income is what i'm saying i probably would have stuck with it but a lot of people probably would there's a lot. There's a lot of guys out there that were were, were damn good wrestlers, you know, whooping everybody's butts. And uh, you know, I, I one of the kids that won three times state champions. He was a year younger than me, and we used to work out together in the YMCA workout program. And uh, we, I used to whoop him. I used to whoop him. I, I, but I was a little older than him. But you know, he went on to be three times state champion. And by, by then, I was just second second string uh, shooting guard on my basketball team. So. But anyway, Calvin Burrell, congratulations to him. He uh, he's forty six years old. He's uh, he's one of the nicer guys I know out there at the racetrack. Everybody seems to support him. He uh, got inducted to the Hall of Fame this weekend. Uh, congratulations to him and, and all the people that have helped him along the way. Uh, class act, more than deserving of that. So um, we've got to get to a short break here. When we come back, we got a whole bunch to talk about here on the Big Nasty Show on the Afternoon Drive on fourteen fifty thesportsbuzz dot com. Cause I'm missing you I'm still alright to smile Girl, I think about you every day now Was a time when I wasn't sure But you set my mind at ease Oh, man, I just stepped outside, be fresh. It is pouring, pouring in southern Indiana here in Jeff, over here at uh, WXVW, 1450 The Sports Buzz. But you know what? The rain ain't going to slow us down. The rain ain't going to slow us down. Um, if you if you want to chat with us at any time, you can call us on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. It's 384-1450, uh, 502-384-1450. Um, and you want to talk about this rain, you want to talk about sexy. Um, I didn't bring the sexy with me today, not going to lie to you. I kind of, I kind of kept it reserved. You can't be sexy every day, can you? Be fresh. Can you be sexy every day? I mean, if you're born with it, like me and you. Wow. Like, yeah. That, then. I, I'm humbled. I'm humbled by your response, uh, and you probably are right about that. So, yeah, right. and of course, the guy that's sitting in the booth with you. I mean, he's born with it too. So, yeah. When he, you bring it like that, you. I, I walked in there just a minute ago, and the flip flops are kicked off. It's like, man, all I could think about was foot massage. Yeah, there is no more attractive man than uh, Bacon Kelsey. Uh, our Trevor, or TBK. That's going to be TBK is the new Trevor Bacon Kelsey. So, uh, okay. So, um, as you know, we talked about footballs getting underway. We've got we had a lot of preseason stuff went down. Um, big news today. Big news today. The Kansas City Chiefs running back and potentially top five running back, depending on who you are, uh, went out with uh, with a sprained. 
leg is what they're calling it. Uh, he's day to day, so it's not crucial. Um, but this is very interesting because some would say Jamal Charles is the Kansas City Chiefs offense this year. But then you have Dwayne Bowe. And you got Alex Smith. Last year they didn't really have a quarterback. Alex Smith. Is Alex Smith definitely starting? Yeah, I, I mean, who? I don't know who else. I think By that's why accounts. he was sent there. Yeah, where did the Start. where did the, the cat that came from from the Patriots that went over to the um, for I, the Chiefs? I know who you're talking about. He is he gone? He is the backup in Minnesota. Okay, right so now. that's so that's what's going down there. So yes. um, you can't. I, I personally could, could give uh, two of these. I could give two of those about preseason football. It really doesn't mean a whole lot to me. You're just kind of trying to get the workings of your playbook. That's the most important thing. It's you know the guys are they're hitting, but you know what is real about the preseason? The injuries, and uh, so far we've had significant amount of injuries already. There's no excuses this year in terms of a lockout like they had last year. Remember last year they got a late start because the, they weren't going to play football and and all the the legions of fantasy football players. I think they were more concerned about the actual fantasy football part of the equation than football, which. This seems to be the case anymore. When people talk about uh, football, it's like uh, who's your who's your quarterback, who's your running back, and stuff like that. So um, we're going to start uh, later on in the last segment. We're going to talk uh, today. Um, we're going to talk fantasy kickers, as we've already talked about being hugely important. So we're going to get to that, and then we're going to break that down each show leading up to the start of the regular season because everybody's got their drafts coming up in these next couple of weeks. We might do two. We might put two in the same show just because the drafts are right around the corner. So we'll get to kickers later on in the show. Um, I want to talk a little PGA Tour. We had uh, we had Mr. Jason Duffner. Jason Duffner. You, you know this guy? Got the little – you see the little, little chachi? He's, he's, got the, a little, he's the he's the Duffnering guy. He's, he's the, the sad <laughs> sitting man. He's the sad sitting guy, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they had the ESPN guys doing it on uh, on the air. The other day, it's like the <laughs> they have everybody out here doing it. <laughs> it's, it's I saw the, I saw a bulldog duffnering. <laughs> well, that's because you've got style, and and as you went past that bulldog, he realized it was time to represent. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, but uh, Jason Duffner gets off the snide. He he may have. And I play golf. I don't know. Do you play any golf? Delicious. Uh, I play like putt putt, like putt, mini putt. golf. Yeah, well, you know. Okay, well that's that's good for the part of the short game. Putt yeah. putt is good for short game. You know what I mean? Uh, as far as ball striking is what I was discussing. This guy, he may be the purest ball striker. I'm not saying he's got the the nicest swing by any means, uh, or the best swing, uh, but he might be the best ball striker that I've ever uh, come across in my however many years I've I've been aware of what's going down so at Oak Hill Country Club now this course was, was very interesting because the first two days um, it opened up for some really good scoring he actually almost hit 62 Duffner almost hit a 62 the other day which would have been a, a record overall in PGA Championships missed the putt to go 63 yeah uh, the second, third round third round was his so Still, I mean, you can't be upset about that, right? Like, oh no, no, you know no, that's no. like that's like Adrian Peterson coming up eight yards short. He's, I mean, he's not mad about that. Well, he's got the he's got the same reactions as like Trevor Bacon Kelsey does when he gets laid because he gets it so so often. Oh yeah, you know, say Duffner's like, you know, he won the he won the PGA. He, his big his big emotion was like he he raised his hand. He was like, yeah, just a quick little gesture, and that was it. He's very soft spoken, uh, almost emotionless, if you would. But uh, he be, he beat Jim Furyk, who is. Uh, from Pennsylvania, so I have a little sort of a mojo, personal mojo towards him. And we'll talk about a, a swing that is unorthodox. 
Jim Furyk's got one of the most unorthodox swings, but it's as effective as can be. He's all, it always seems like in the majors he's somewhere around there. And the problem with him was this course was just a little long for him. Jim Furyk's an, you know, a little bit older guy. He doesn't have a real big, powerful swing. He makes good contact at, at the point of contact. Uh, but this course was, was set up, you know, Jason Duffner was striking the ball as, uh, with perfection. He was every, every green. He was hitting fairways and hitting greens, and uh, he was hitting the ball within that 14-foot circle of the, of the hole. That's how you score in golf. That's how you score in golf. He's not the best of putters. He did make a few of those putts, but he mostly just got around and, st- and kept his lead. He was at par most of the round, and he kind of just stayed around there. But it was fairway, green, two-putt. That was the formula, you know. And uh, he, he won the PGA by two strokes. Uh, Jim Furyk tried to make a run, and he managed the course around, but he just couldn't, couldn't quite get there, couldn't quite get it done. So, But uh, hats off to him because uh, Duffner, is, uh, he's, been, he's been around for a while, a lot longer than most people think. He said the other day he got his, his caddy, he got 98. So Duffner's actually been knocking around the tours. I mean, a lot of people don't realize these guys, if they're not successful – they're, 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 they don't keep their cards. They have to go back to Q school. They changed the format on Q school this year, which is pretty interesting, and we'll talk about that when it comes time. Um, but they usually go down to these these lesser tours or it's like the minor leagues of golf, and that's a, that's a tough that's a tough gig. You're banging around a lot of these smaller tournaments. A lot of you know you got to win or finish in the top ten to make any money. You got sponsorships and all these things. Um, he did that for a few years, and and, and then the last six or seven years, you know, you win a couple majors, you win a couple big golf tournaments, and then you get exemptions and don't have to worry about that sort of thing. So, but he seems like a nice guy. He's got a, got an ugly girlfriend or ugly wife, as you can only imagine. Most of these guys, they have, you know, ugly looking women. I mean, Tiger Woods and Phil didn't, well, Tiger didn't (laughs) anymore. He doesn't have a wife anymore, but. I was walking beside Phil Mickelson's girl at the PGA the last time I was out here at Valhalla. And she looked familiar to me, and I didn't realize who it was. And then Phil's group came through, and I realized she was doing the smart thing, was following the tour in front. You come in front of these uh, galleries, that's the whole idea. If you know who's coming, uh, I got in front of his his group, and also that year uh, Jack Nicholas and, Nicholas and uh, Tiger were paired together. And this was like a Masonic group that followed this crew around. You thought Jesus was on the course himself with Tiger. That's when he was big. I mean, Tiger was – he won that year. That's when he couldn't miss. And I met his caddy, and I met him, and that was uh, that was for me. That was sort of a that was back before like these the picture phones were so quick, and you could just boom. And the next thing you know, it's out there on the inter- inter- interwebs. I had an old I had an old flip top junker, and uh, you know, I was like, I didn't want to impose. So. And even if you got a picture on one of those old phones, like it wasn't even worth it. It wasn't right. even worth all the hassle. That's of what I'm saying. In, in con- inconveniencing Tiger Woods for for a shot. Now now if I would just take a picture of him. And I'd be, you know, be okay with it or reverse real quick, boom, whatever. Uh, but so anyway, so Jason Duffner gets it done at the PGA Championship. That's the last of the majors. So that does conclude the argument, which we had way back in the day, of whether Tiger was going to win any majors this year or not. I actually thought he would win one at least, and I had it at two. I thought he might win two this year. Uh, and he won, I believe, seven other golf tournaments. Seven other tournaments. I mean, it's not, by any other uh, standard, any other golfer's standard, this is a great year. It's not good enough for Tiger, though. He's not happy with this, and he he uh, he squandered some opportunities, but just didn't play well this week. It's the PGA, so Tiger will not win a major this year. Is this upsetting for you? Um, no, not really. I mean, it, I feel like he will because he's only he's not old by golf standards, right? Like by basketball terms, he's pretty old, but in terms of golf, he's 
right in the middle there, maybe on the falling action of his but career. Exactly. He's on the. He, he, well, he's. I believe Tiger is thirty-five. Um, if I'm not mistaken, maybe thirty-six. I know he's a few. Well, he's close to my age. We'll just say that. Um, but yeah, he's. Uh, so let's let's put it out there. Let's put it out there in in, in uh, assessment form. Um, in his career, or, or how many more from this point on? How many more majors do you think Tiger's going to win? I think I think he catches. I think he breaks the record. Which is fifty? You think he gets fifteen of them? Yes. No, I don't. I, I, no, I I thought the record was uh, eighteen. It's something like that, but he's 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 a good handful away from the record. But uh, so uh, you say yes, so you, so you're I, you're on board. I'm on board because I I mean he won the most tournaments of anybody this year. I mean maybe they weren't majors, but he did win the most. And I think it's just a matter of time. I think when he wins one, it's like he got over the hump, and then the next he, one it'll just get easier and easier. You think it'll snowball? That's the, the irony. There is that he just won last week, and then he played like poo this week. So there's. I think if it was up to his mind and his motivation, I think I'd be right there on board with you. But the problem is what we talked about just a moment ago. He is getting older, and whether you like it or not, golf is – it has some physical demands to it. Just like, like all the, the, all those guys out there, none of them – you don't see too many fat guys on the golf course anymore. You know what I mean? You don't see any of that kind of physique. I mean, there's very – there's a couple of them. Don't get me wrong. There's a few – John Daly? But he's, you know, he plays in a tournament. Whenever he can put the bottle down and put down the cigarettes, he'll go out and waddle around the tournament for sponsorship money and whatever else. Yes, he has a draw. John Daly has a big draw. But um, I, I think Tiger's going to win two more majors I, I mean, over the course of the next four or five years. I think he's going to have another injury. I think he's going to have another scandal. Because here's my take: if you taste the goods, you taste the nasty cookies. You taste the dirty cookies. No pun intended on the nasty cookies, by the way, because you don't, you, you you can't. Some people can't handle that cookie. No, no, that cookie. Ooh, that's like an elixir for 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 the goods. I'm there telling are tons you. of people that cannot handle that cookie right there. <laughs> people ain't ready. They're not ready. They're not ready. But anyway, once you've tasted the cookie, you always will go back to the cookie jar, no matter how. how as a man, mm-hmm. this, the one thing that is eternally going to ruin your world, or break break or make your world. Is that happy cookie? And I think everybody, my listeners, I think I understand what the happy cookie is. Do you know what the happy cookie is? I, I think I read you loud and clear. I'm going to go think about the happy cookie in the bathroom here on a quick break on the Big Nasty Show on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450TheSportsBuzz.com. Ah, here we are. Rolling our way to the last segment on Monday. You're almost through your first 
you're almost through your first month, your first day of the work week. It was a pretty crazy weekend. Nice weather this weekend for the most part. Got a little little bit of rain. Um, this part of the program is brought to you by our, our good sponsors at uh, Nick Stein Law, NickSteinLaw.com. You can reach them at 812-948-6000. Nick Stein is right here in Kentuckyana. He's got 30, 35 years experience uh, in litigation. Uh, it's uh, injuries, accidents, anything along those natures. You, you're rolling around, taking that sexy out on a walk. You take that sexy on a walk, you roll across the street, bam, there you go. You got hit by a car. You want to give Nick Stein a call at 812-948-6000. He's going to get the job done for you and not have to go to court. If they got to go to court, though, 30 years of experience, that's what you want. So give him a call or find him at NickSteinLaw.com. Also, our friends over at Powell Kiger Metro Group uh, here in Indiana, southern Indiana. He is, uh, if you're looking for a place to stay or lay low, if after you had that injury, after you get your money and your coin, give him a call. Paul will find you what you're looking for, whether that's out in the country, in town, in Louisville, southern Indiana, wherever. Paul Kygro Metro Group, 502-314-6748. Again, 502-314-6748. Give Paul a call, and uh, he'll help you get started on the uh, embracing the upside. So a couple interesting things to talk about. Did you see they had the uh, the 100 meters over at the World Championships in Moscow yesterday? Yes, and we need more track on f- and field. We on need more TV. Tra- we need more track and TV, especially track when it's and field. Especially when it's Usain Bolt. Yes. Um, there'll be a lot of people that argue that with you, but uh, I don't I have no problem with that. A little bit more of that, especially the Russian women that throw the shot puts. Yes. If you know what I'm saying. Yes. I like a I like a bigger woman in my life. You, the, the highly you, trained, highly skilled. <laughs> And highly muscular. Yes, <laughs> nothing like a woman that's stronger than me. Have no. you ever? Have you ever? Have you ever laid with a woman that's stronger than you? Couple, couple volleyball players have been stronger than Ooh. me in like the like the leg region. Yes, you're, you're trying to you're trying to fetch a sandwich from the fridge, and and they're they're, yeah. they're back there saying, "Get back here! You're not done, yeah, no. You're not done, you little man." Uh, uh, well, whatever. Anyway, so any uh, Usain Bolt, uh, not a big huge surprise to anybody at the Moscow uh, Championships. He lights it up. Literally and figuratively and photographically, because as he was coming across the, did you see this? Yes, as if as if it was fate itself. As as if it was the hand of God himself. Uh, a lightning bolt, which was captured by an ESPN photographer, which is a great shot. I, I, I did see it just last night. Uh, lightning bolt strikes just as he's clear of the finish line, but clearly the winner by however many couple body lengths. Uh, it crashed from the sky. It was a beautiful image. It was pretty cool. So anyway, congratulations to Usain Bolt. He kind of got off the snide. He did get beat. Remember, he got beat a few, maybe his last race or the race before. Uh, he, he always does that. He always gets beat right before big races like this, and he just comes out and You ever think he sandbags? Field. You ever think, he's, think, he's, think he gets a little, loses interest a little bit? He's like, I'm the fastest man alive. I am a icon in Jamaica. I am a god. I mean, he doesn't pay for anything when he goes through Jamaica. He goes to a restaurant. He doesn't pay. You know what I mean? He hasn't yeah. paid. He hasn't paid for a meal in years. And uh, same thing with the ladies. You know, I don't know whether he's married or not. I, I why would you be? All you have to do when you're Usain Bolt with a lady is just run by her very quickly, <laughs> and then it's just like she's all oh, that has to be. It can be nobody else. <laughs> uh, you, you know, let me tell you something. Let me let me take that one step further. All you have to do if you're Usain Bolt is get out of the limo that you're in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the with the with the Jamaican logo on the side. So. Um, I wanted to. Have you <laughs> seen? Funny. Have you seen that Usain Bolt is going to race against Mo Farah, the distance runner? Mo I saw Farah, that Mo Farah, top distance runner. Are they meeting in the middle? Uh, six hundred meters. Okay, so they're kind of meeting in the middle. Yeah. He's a fourteen hundred or twelve hundred. Mm-hmm. What, what is it? Twelve hundred. I think he's a fifteen eighteen. Okay, fifteen. Guy. Yeah. Okay. I, could you? I, man, I couldn't even. I couldn't even do a fifteen right now. Or no, Mo Farah is five thousand. Oh, five thousand. Yeah, five thousand. Ten thousand. Those are K meters. Meters. Okay. All right. 
I tell you what, that's that's bold. So that'll be interesting. That'll be (laughs) that's a lot of adding. I'll I'll leave the adding to you. Be smooth. You you can figure all that out. So um, I wanted to uh, mention a couple of things. Baseball is in full swing right now. This is this is where it gets interesting because right now you're either in it or you're out of it. There's there's probably about thirty percent of the teams that are in it. Roughly about the I'd say. You know the other seventy percent is is eliminated. So you like to see the adding that I did? That's yeah, yeah, just I like there. that. That was All statistics. Right, so, uh, but uh, I think it's interesting. The Bucks are still there. They're up by three, which is very exciting. Uh, like I said, there's been so many. I feel so bad for those Bucks fans, and so good for them now. Those people that have been around for years, trying to in, in the basement and the, the whipping post of the division, and they're finally they're making noise. They've got pitching. They legitimately have a good shot this year. Yeah, Dodgers are playing out of their minds right now. The Dodgers, ever since Yasiel Puig came up. The the Yasiel Puig and uh, Hanley Ramirez comes back this week. Uh, You had Ellis hit a home run last night. I mean, it's just the Dodgers are clicking. You got uh, Kershaw, who's possibly the best pitcher in baseball. At least in the National League, he's the best. And he's hitting the ball, too. Did oh, yeah, he's, he's an athlete. He's doing Kershaw, it all. Oh, Kershaw's no joke. Did you see the commercial on ESPN where he's throwing the pencils up in the, you know, Kershaw's no joke. He's an athlete. And a lot of people forget this very, very significant fact. Kershaw's 23 years old or 22 or something like that. 23, he's young. He's young. He's your age. He's down in, he's in Bronk and Buck status down there. So, um, but they were playing baseball big series up in New York. Only big, really a big series because Detroit's, you know, they're they're running away. They're gonna they're they're gonna win that division. But it was a big story because A Rod resurged this this particular week when a lot of people think that he shouldn't. I've been one of them. I don't think if if you're suspended, you should you should get a couple of day appeal, but not like the rest of the season. That's gonna he's gonna play baseball the rest of the season. That's what's gonna happen. They're gonna push it back, push it back. There's gonna be uh, leap loopholes. And and he's going to play baseball the rest of the season. So it's like, why not choose that? You know, it wasn't really a decision after all. I'll just yeah. appeal and I'll play this year, and and you know maybe next year my body will break down and it'll be a non-factor. Yep. And so. and the the Yankee fans out there, if you're a Yankee, I mean, obviously you weren't at Yankee Stadium last night, but the fact that I mean those they forgot how to boo. They mispronounced the word boo the other night, <laughs> last night at least, because two nights ago, three nights ago, that's that's all you heard because it was just the thing to do. Yeah. And last <laughs> night, they could, man, they love that guy because he hit a home run. I know. He hit one, one home run, you know, one home run in, in however many, I think they said 20. I think he had, we got up to about 20 at bats this week. He played a full, all week, this whole week. And, and, uh, and he hit one home run. One home, his, stats are, his stats are pathetic. Which I, I I was screaming. What was I screaming about? I, it's like even if he comes back, what's the difference? He sucks. You know, he's 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 he has passed his prime. There's no question about that. You know, he's still a big. What is he six? He's like six three, two yeah, two, two thirty two, two something. Four. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna easily. get a hold. He's gonna get a hold of one. On he's sitting dead red on a fastball. He's gonna get a hold of it. You know, he didn't. Hit, it wasn't like he hit a. a towering shot out of the ballpark. So, but anyway, the story this weekend wasn't really him. It was Miguel Cabrera. Yeah. Who is a beast? He's a beast. Now, again, here's another conversation with the BEDs. They find out down the road he's been using them all along. Does it does it does discredit everything he's done? He's probably the best hitter in baseball. Whether or not he's using, he did get significantly bigger from then when he was a Marlin. Yeah, he was like a leadoff hitter. When yeah, he yeah. For you see Marlin, he was stealing bases in, in in Florida, and he was probably about 200. He gets to he's he's probably two fifty two sixty now. That's a big boy. Well, he could have just been going to buffets with Prince Fielder since they're teammates. But but but, but Fielder's a vegetarian now. 
Yeah, but see, he could have <laughs> been eating meat vicariously through Miguel Cabrera. Ah, that's Cabrera. right. That's right. If he, Miguel could go to the, they could go to the buffet. There's 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 different options for both. Of them, yeah, so. you know what I mean. But he was the story this week. He had three home runs in that series. Miguel Cabrera. That's what he did is he took the team, put him on his shoulders, and said, "Look, man." We're going to the playoffs this year. We've got the best pitching staff all around across the board. I was going to say, I was going to mention Zach Granke being back for the Dodgers because Kershaw, Granke as a one-two punch is really solid out there in L.A. You don't um, want to run into that in the postseason either. Not especially in a five-game series if nope. it's the one of the first ones. Oh, yeah. You're going, to catch, you're going to catch Kershaw twice. You know, come on. that's You don't, you don't want that. So, uh, But the only team that would run into that and, and hang with that would be Detroit. Detroit's got Verlander, Scherzer, Porcello, uh, Andy Sanchez um, and Doug Fister. That's yeah. a five. Any of those guys would be the one or two on any any team in baseball. Yeah, any throw, of, any, throw any of them those on the Athletics or somebody like that. With the exception of maybe Rick Porcello because he's real hit or miss in that group. Fister's had a couple of bad games, but uh, Sanchez has been solid all year long. Verlander's actually having the the downest of all those years of the of that of that team. So uh, it's interesting to see. Do you think that the Reds are going to get a chance to? Do you think the Reds or the Cardinals are going to cl- be able to close the deal and, and get to the Bucks? Oh, well, do you Car- think the Bucks? Cardinals, Cardinals, no, no doubt about it. Cardinals always, Cardinals, uh, the, the Cardinals are the dominant team in baseball. Very quietly, they teabag the league yeah, in terms no. of respect. They they they, they, they quite ex- perfect point. They quietly sneak up, and it's like, oh, here's. Here's the Cardinals are a game back now. Yeah, they, and we've got seven to go, and it's like, oh, boom, and then they let go of Albert Pujols, and yeah. it another yeah. guy that put on 50, 60 pounds during the steroid phase. Uh, well, no. watch it, watch it. A radio guy has just lost his job. Just saying, talking about Albert Pujols like that. Just saying. I'm well, saying. <laughs> that radio guy is probably a little more significant than this. He was, <laughs> he was, he was a former St. Louis Cardinal. Oh, speaking of radio guys, did you see Bernie Kosar was running his yapper about St. Louis? No, did he, he was running he running his yapper about the um, St. Louis wide receivers and how they had no talent and stuff like that. He's a quarterback, oh, mind wow. you. Of Cleveland Brown and Dallas Cowboy, he has nothing to do with St. Louis. <laughs> He's got nothing to do with St. Louis. Well, he, I, I forget what he, I didn't see what he said, but he was running his mouth. He said that uh, he said the court, the, the the wide receivers don't have any talent. Basically, is the the just the gist of what he was saying. And uh, the coach Jeff Fisher, which they you know they penned Jeff Fisher in for ridiculous coin last year. And he he turned things around. St. Louis, they're talking about St. Louis being a being a contender this year. Yeah, hey man, he turned that defense around. They got some good pieces. defense. Is Cortland uh, Finnegan, Janoris Jenkins, well Chris played. Long. Uh, speaking of underappreciated or or uh, you know undervalued, the that's we'll talk about that later. But real quick here, we're going to talk. We're, this is the start of our fantasy. We're just teasing people. We're going to break down the divisions in NFL in the weeks to come. We got a month until the football season, and if if you were to look in here, you would see that I am stiff as can be. If you know what I'm saying, you may not want to look, but that's okay. Anyway, it's fantasy football time. It's time to evaluate your teams. It's time to think about who's going to be where and what. Um, we're starting this fantasy part of the equation, and we'll break down the divisions next week, uh, starting on Friday. Uh, but today, we're going to do kickers. Now, here's the thing about kicker: kicker means nothing in fantasy football. It's very random. It's 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 as random as as it's as random as any position can be. The only thing of significance in kicking is you have to you you want one of two things as far as I'm concerned. These are the most two important most important things about a kicker in fantasy sports, fantasy football. A, I want a kicker that kicks in good conditions. I'm talking down in Florida or in a dome. That's why Matt Bryant, he's hot. He plays. Matt Bryant qualifies for both of these. He kicks in a dome for all of his home games for the Falcons. And he plays on an offensive heavy team. So 
you're likely to get three or four touchdowns every game from that offense, so you're almost guaranteeing yourself four points. If you get a kicker that gets you 10 points a game every game of the season, you're golden. Oh, you you love that kicker. You're, you're golden. Uh, and those are the types of kickers that are going to do that for you. Uh, kickers that are kicking indoors and kickers that are going to kick on an offensive team. Or, or if you think you can figure out a way to, to put this to some sort of formula together, if you can find a team that does just enough to get in the red zone every time, this team, teams like the Seahawks were two years ago. Teams like San Francisco was last year for the, a lot of the year. Last year, another team that did that was the Detroit Lions. Jason Perfect Hansen, example. Jason Hansen has retired lit, since now. He lit it up last year. He lit year. it up. And you could have got him on the free agent wire at any point in the season because yep. nobody – everybody – first of all, rule number one with kickers, you don't draft a kicker till the very end of the draft. Yes. Don't even worry about it because you can still get the top ten guy in your very last pick of the draft no matter who you're playing with. A lot of people don't even draft him on draft day. So, um, but a couple of guys, you know, you can look at kickers. There's charts. There's there's rankings. I think that I don't know. You talked about the Detroit Lions. Well, a lot of people don't realize David Akers is there now. Yeah, they picked him up in the offseason. David Akers kicking indoors. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Be careful. Be fresh. I mentioned David Akers can can get it out there. He can boot it, and he's still he's. I guess he's 38 years old, so he's getting up there. But as a kicker, yeah, whatever. Hanson was, what, 44? Yeah, he was in his 40s. Something like that. So David Akers got a big left leg, healthy, kicking for the Lions. The Lions, I keep waiting for the Lions to figure it out. I keep keep waiting for the Lions to get it all figured out, you know. It's like, so I'm going to say, go with David Akers, build your fantasy team around him, yeah. and we'll go from there. Uh, next week we'll probably do defense uh, on Friday. We got uh, NFL breakdown of divisions. Uh, we got uh, Trevor Bacon and Perrin coming up here uh, on the afternoon drive. Uh, uh, we'll be back at you on Friday me, uh, with my host, uh, Be Fresh and Big Nasty. 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Well, it's a very rainy Monday. One of those days where, you know, I, I got plenty of sleep, Aaron. Yes. But I still feel tired because of the rain. I want to go lay down. There's a, a nice little lo- leather love seat in the uh, one of the offices here in our studios in southern Indiana. And I, while I'm very much too tall for it, I, I enjoy the love seat where my legs hang over the end. And I, I've considered at one point during the last two or three hours just going in there and just laying down, taking a nap. But a fear that I would not wake up till probably inside the press box starts is what stopped me from doing that. Yeah, I tell you what, man, because here in the rain, you you can easily fall asleep. I think it's like it's like everybody wants to sleep and watch a TV when it's rainy. And I'm lazy to begin with, so it's not a good combination. <laughs> it's, it's it's like giving someone with bad addiction problems, you know, big old pile of crack. Right, it's not right. not a good thing. So, did you have a good weekend yourself? Enjoy uh, the Saturday and Sundays. Uh, you know, I had I, I had a little bit of a good weekend. It wasn't the best one in the books, but you know, I you know everything worked out great. Got some sun. Went to the pool yesterday, uh, hung out and uh, got a tan. <laughs> yeah, I went, to, I went to went to my buddy's house. We were just hanging out, and uh, he wanted to go swimming, so we went swimming in his pool and just hung out. Okay, well, you know, my weekend as well wasn't too bad. Uh, before we get going, one thing I want to get into, parent, and this has bugged me because you had a decent weekend. My weekend wasn't anything to complain about, but one person had a very poor weekend, and that was the former slugger Jack Clark of the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, if you don't remember who Jack Clark was. 
Jack Clark's a guy who was a powerful home run hitter back when 30 home runs was a full season, not a half a season. He he, he was quite the talented lad he was. He was. He was back in his day and when you, 30 home runs, like I said, wasn't an all-star break number, but a full season and a good one nonetheless. But Jack Clark does a radio show in St. Louis. And if you haven't seen this story yet, I, 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 you're better than I am because I was outraged when I read this. I, I read it. I was – um, it's a – it's a shocker all the way around. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you talk first, and I'll tell you what. Okay, I'm <laughs> thank you, sir. <laughs> You're so polite. I swear, your mother has taught you so well. Yes, My, she, she is gone. By the way, she did you drive today? Yes. What you drove yourself? The, I am cleared to drive. So streets, watch out. Got clear Friday. Oh, keep the road rage down, and uh, Mother Johnson, uh, we do miss you. you. To be honest with you, on the way over here, I was just happy. That nobody hit me. <laughs> I said, Lord, please don't let nobody hit me. You are cleared to drive, but are you cleared to practice? No, I am not cleared oh. to practice. Well, I am on the shelf for a good while. <laughs> well, back to what I was talking about. Jack Clark, who does a radio show in St. Louis with his, uh, I guess you could call it former uh, co-host, uh, Kevin, Kevin Slayton, did, went on a show last week and, and said that he knew that Albert Pulse's trainer from 10 years ago had told him that he injected Albert Pulse with PEDs and the former Cardinal had been on performance-enhancing drugs at one point. Now, in the interview, or in these segments, so to speak, Clark never said he actually saw or witnessed this, never said he had proof of it, but was just said that he was told by Chris Minfield, the former trainer of Alex Pujols, that he had been a, using a, a user of PEDs. Yes. Now, Pujols, who I guess has plenty of time to kill since he's doing nothing but kicking, pulling splinters out of his butt in Los Angeles right now, sitting on a bench— took heavy offense to this and actually threatened to sue the corporation, which is Inside STL Enterprises LLC, which owns the radio station that hosted Jack Clark and Kevin Slayton's show, former yes, show. Yes. And as a result of the threatened lawsuit, which has not been filed at this moment by in, in any court, federal or state of Missouri, has fired both Jack Clark and his co-host and has stepped back and pretty much says any opinions, views, or statements made by him, referring to Clark, strictly reflect his own personal views and do not reflect the views of Inside STL in, in the most weaselest way they could ever get around it. Now, the response, Kevin Slayton, the co-host, has actually come back and said he's going to countersue Albert Pujols. Now, here's where I'm annoyed by this, because this isn't the first time in the last couple of days we've seen this. Bernie Kosar as well, who we talked about on Friday, made some comments, nothing bad, Kind of said basically he didn't like watching Kellen Clemens play football. Not many people do because that's why he is coming in in the fourth quarter of a, of a preseason number one game. And Jeff Fisher, the Rams coach, said he was disappointed with Bernie and Bernie would be reprimanded but not fired. And, and here's where I'm annoyed by this. Where has it we've gotten to this line now where athletes can dictate what the media says about them? And I'm not saying that he should – that is a media member under the First Amendment, and I barely consider myself a media member, but any member of the media. I'm not saying under the First Amendment they should be protected to go out and say whatever they want about an athlete. But to accuse someone or say they assume, allegedly assume, that a player is on PDs, and don't get me wrong, Albert Pujols, maybe it's age, maybe it's a lack of PDs, I don't know. There are things that point to you because you played in an era of BED baseball that athletes can be so sensitive about this and even control what media members say about him. I mean, the, the writers of the 70s, 60s, and 50s, and any other era before now are rolling over in their graves if they're still not with us. Um, basically, what this is, when you, look, when you think about this, and I think about this, it's two points of view. The, Jack is saying that he knows that Apple Pujols officially took steroids. 
He said the trainer told him that. The trainer is telling him that. Yes. So said he did not witness it. So no, he did not witness it. But he said the trainer told him that. Okay. Now, rule of thumb when you work in the when you work in this industry is if you're gonna say something like that, if you're gonna throw out, like if I was, you know, if I threw out something, Rick Pitino is in the mob. You know, because he's Italian people. He's in the mob. Ah, whatever. I can't just say that. I got to have proof to that nowadays. You can't just say things nowadays. And the problem is people say things that aren't true and people run with it because it's a, it's a knock on their image and it's like throwing dark, salt on them. So that's what this is about. And and even though Jack has said this, I think Albert Pujols really appreciates the game. He, he, he resp- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this for now. I don't know. Um, based on what I've seen of Albert Pujols, he respects the integrity of the game. And he's done a great job. Now, the problem is is with this is with all this stuff going on, like Albert Pujols playing and the PEDs being a problem, since all the PEDs has come to light and people aren't taking PEDs anymore, that's right around the same time Albert Pujols' game decided to decline. <laughs> exactly. Now, you can so claim that 32 years old is an age reason, but yes. you could say he's camped it in now, he's making – Sixty million dollars a year, whatever. I yes. know it's an exaggeration, but still, he's making. You know, until he's forty-one, he's making twenty million dollars a that, season. That's the problem that everybody's having with this scenario. It's not about. It's not about um, when you, you when you look at the numbers. You know, they say you know men lie, women lie. Men lie, women lie. Numbers don't. Little Wayne always says that. <laughs> I mean, he does. Did you just have, quote Little Wayne yes, on the I show? Did. Yes, I did actually. <laughs> So when you think about that, he he does have an interesting point. I'm not saying Albert Pujols is a cheater. I like Albert Pujols. I think what he's done is phenomenal. Like, but I mean, as of late, he has been playing the best baseball of his career, obviously. So, with that being said, you know what what Jack is saying, there is some light to that, and maybe there isn't. But as of right now, the reason why he got fired is for the fact that the station didn't want to get their get bun, sued their bun suit off. And I and I, you know what the station station collapsing and throwing him on on the on the burner and Jack Clark and his team and his co-host onto the sword, so to speak, to avoid lawsuit. That's you know what? That's that's a corporate station being a Weasley corporate station. I hope I don't ever those, have to be a job are, by them. But those are the times we are in now. Though. I agree. But what bothers me the most is our post is a threat to lawsuit. The lack of thick skin. Barry Bonds never sued anybody, any media member well, for, for Bond- coming out. And I guarantee you what? Guess what? He's been thrown under the, the, the bus more times and probably a lot worse than Albert Pulis was. And there was zero proof against his alleged PD taking. And and we still say these things. But see, if I was out, see, I'm not a nice person when people say things about me. And I'm harsh on people. So I have, I, and I, I have no problem with my I, opinion. If I was our pool host, I would just be like, hey, I would just sue the guy. This is, this is what I would do if I was if I was that angry. I would sue him, and I would sue the station, and then I would donate it all to charity. <laughs> but <laughs> why even the sue the station? That that's the point. Why would you sue the station? You're putting because, people out of work. You, put, you could cause people to go out of work who didn't have nothing to do with this by suing a station well, and you know, making you them know, pay money. Some t- hey, innocent bystanders get shot all the time. Okay, and why sue? You're making twenty million. You tell you what, you're making twenty two million dollars. push. If you really want to donate to charity, because it's, it's the you can donate six figures it's the to charity. Principle of the matter. So okay, a lot of people are gonna lose their jobs. Okay, he can give that after he wins well, that money, he can give that money to those people who lost their jobs what's, if they lose their jobs. What's job, next? One. We sue hecklers two, in the stands? Oh, uh, now you're talking apples and oranges. Stick to the script. Okay. So I'm, now, but the thing is, is this: if I have a reputation, Warren, Warren Buffett said it best. It takes twenty years to build a reputation and twenty minutes to ruin it. <laughs> so you know, I like that quote better. Yeah. So with all that being said, if I'm Albert Pujols. I've put my blood, sweat, and tears into this game, 
Okay. I've dedicated my life to this game. I'm away from my family for nine months out the year because of the game I play baseball. Not that there's nothing wrong with that. I know somebody's out there, well, he's making $20 million. It's not the point. It's the principle. No. Family is just family, just whether you're making $20,000 or you're making $20 million. So what that, the problem with all this is is that he's throwing he's trying to tarnish my reputation. And he does. He does. He didn't. Doesn't know my struggle. He doesn't know what I've been through. He hasn't walked in my day in my shoes. And you can never judge a man because you never walked a day in his shoes, in my opinion. So that's why Albert Pujols is pissed the hell off right now. That's fine. And I'm not saying. But Pujols' job is to play baseball. Yes. Jack Clark or any other media member, for the example. Yes. Is their job to give their opinion on such sport, whether it be national not, or local? He's not giving an opinion. He's throwing out an accusation. Yeah. He said, "I know for a fact." He, he did not say for that a fact. He said he saw. He said he spoke with the trainer, and the train. He said he never which, witnessed it, which is an accusation. That's fine, but there's you can go on no, message boards okay. across the internet. That's, that's all over the okay. place. But message boards don't count, Trevor. We, when do we? When people, does the athlete people, start controlling what are, the media says? You are con- talking apples and oranges once again. Message boards don't have public form. This man is a guy that is on the news. For the the radio team for the the St. Louis Cardinals, we're not talking. He's on a local radio station. Yes, in the city of St. Louis, which is one of the biggest cities in America. We are not talking a message board on Joe Schmo saw Shane Bahannon eating Cheerio puffs, and he knows Shane Bahannon likes Cheerio puffs. I understand his. I understand his platform is bigger, but when you start here, you start working down that slippery slope where you get to the point where people can't say what they want about their own opinion. Say what they want to say, but you cannot throw an accusation out about 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 him. And on top of it, now you have the Boston Red Sox buying the Boston. Boston Globe. At what point is the media being controlled too much by the sports team? The yeah. media's opinion but, as a fan, yes. as a so being from a fan's point, not yes. in the works of media, they're, they're, they look at the media as someone to give them an outlet of an opinion yeah. of how a team's playing, whether it be good or bad, great, whatever. Right. All right. And now we've gotten to the point where athletes are so sensitive. And trust me, I've been on here and I've bad, I've said things about Louisville players, never about you, I'll be honest, since <laughs> I wasn't on the radio at the time at least, that. You know, maybe I was wrong. I, I've I've thrown Siva under the ringer before for certain play ways but played. Tell, but telling a guy, and I and, okay. I and I tell you, I'm well, sorry, I was wrong. But once again, you're talking apples and oranges. To- throwing a guy under the bus and saying he played like smack or doo doo or whatever you want to call the word is different from saying a guy cheated to get there. There's a difference. There's a difference between a guy so, cheating. And there's a difference between a guy not cheating. And plus, you thinking Peyton Siva plays bad? That's your opinion. That's different from hearing uh, his trainer told me. That he did this. All right. What if I come on here and I say Aaron Hernandez killed somebody? That's, I, that's I'm not different. even using the word but allegedly. He's, he's up for jail for murder. So that's. A, that's <laughs> but he hasn't been found guilty. Could he so, sue me? No, but that's not the point. But Aaron, I think. But when you look at it, Aaron Hernandez's image is there's a lot more things he's got to worry about other than him suing you for you saying he's guilty for murder. Pools' image is not going to be tarnished you completely are, by Jack Clark's comments. Yes, he is. No one even knew about throw, these comments until throw. he sued him. Well, he shouldn't have said that. Then that's the point. He should know better. You, you know. I'm not saying that the First Amendment should be hidden behind where, at, where not, people in the media can say whatever they want. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying he should, he should you, out him or say things yes, bad blah, yes. blah, blah, about that. But you start putting a cap on things just by saying, I, know, I, I believe he's on PDs. You are talking about an accusation. That's like, that's like you being Okay, John, it's an accusation. That's like you being John Schneider. That's like you being John Schneider for Papa John's. Okay. And he's married, and you say John Schneider was sleeping around on his wife. That causes damage to his household. He's got to go home with his wife and explain to her that's not true. <laughs> really? That's slander. Yes, really? that is very dangerous. His wife believes someone on an afternoon show more than her own I'm husband? I'm just saying. I'm giving you an example. That's that, what I'm, but that's not the point about an afternoon. You have a form. You are on radio where people can tune in and listen to you. 
If you don't believe in me, if you don't like what you're saying, tell me what you think. Tell us, Trevor, thanks. You can call the Oxmoor or Lincoln <laughs> bus line, 502-384-1450. This is slander. This is what this is. Slander. No, it's not slander. Yes, it, it, is. it is the it is yes, a prime example is. of two things. No. One, athletes today being too pampered no, and being too being sensitive. Pampered. It's not being pampered. And two, it's the sign of again of another That's sleeper slope pampered. where athletes and organizations are starting to control the media too much. Because the and Boston it's annoying. Red Sox, it's because the Boston Red Sox bought the Boston Globe, and it's a group of owners. It's not one guy owning the whole team. That's so just one example. It's a though. corporation. That's a corporation. I look at it again That's with different. Albert Pujols in this situation. See, I look at the Bernie Kosar situation. Apples and oranges. Bernie Kozar can you know he said that he doesn't want to watch Chris Kellen. Great Bernie, you don't remember the guy's name, but that's okay. Whatever, (laughs) great Bernie. You know Bernie's got his own problems. He's broke and his 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 daughter's doing porn. (laughs) So I mean, let Bernie say what he has to say. Why they didn't fire him? So you know, let Bernie say what he has to say. Bernie, Bernie went to the U. So okay, so if Jack Clark was broke and his daughter was doing porn, would it have been okay? Jack Clark's problem. But the point (laughs) is this: you keep talking apples and oranges, though. Jack Clark is on a natural spectrum, national spectrum, and he talked about a man using drugs. You can't do that. It's 3 4 1450 is and Buzz Line. We'll try to slip one quick call in here in just a second before we get to the break. Talk to Wick Terrell on the other side from redreporter.com. Let's go to the Oxford 4 Lincoln Buzz Line. Doug, Doug, how wrong am I? Uh, you, uh, you're not really out there wrong because, uh, you know, I was looking at this old thing about Dan Armstrong, how he intimidated people about trying to keep cover PEDs and everything because, you know, drug testing uh, for PEDs is, you know, they still uh, can't hardly catch them. So now they got to get everybody to snitch on them and everything. So really all they got is a word of a snitch or whatever and see, like, okay, Pujols could have said, do we have proof or anything like that? And, and he could have thrown it after. I don't think he shouldn't have uh, threatened to sue or nothing like that. Because really, you know, unless unless the dude has proof, then uh, uh, then really he ain't got no basis to sue him. So that's my opinion. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. And that's like if Albert Pujols is innocent, why do you care what Jack Clark says? Because Whether you think it's slander or not, it's not causing the Angels not to give him any of their it's money. Not, it's not the point, though. It's not the point. It's my reputation. It's not about. Oh. It's not about what. Uh, Oh, what he's saying or not saying. It's my reputation. His reputation, his his reputation for his career is at stake. Plus, Jack Clark is a former player. Like, it's not like he's just like, oh, you know, wacky on the radio guy. No, he's a former big leaguer. Now, he the, no, no. Now, now, now to, to answer Doug, what Doug was talking about, like Lance Armstrong said. Yeah. Lance Armstrong, okay, okay, and now everybody knows that Lance Armstrong cheated. And his whole thing was, I got tired of watching my kid defend myself every day at school while kids were giving him crap. So with that being said, like, but Lance, people knew Lance Armstrong was cheating, but they couldn't prove it. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot. Of, that's different, though. Albert Pujols hasn't done anything wrong, but we haven't proved fact, it. Well, he hasn't done anything wrong, so he hasn't done anything wrong. Oh, I don't get sued for that comment. So if by he the hasn't way. done anything wrong, he shouldn't prove it. And you're not gonna get sued by that. <laughs> yeah, comment. you go get nothing from me but, anyway. <laughs> so, but the point is, is this: if I did something and I was good at it, and I was very good at it, and people acknowledged how good I was at it, and I got paid handsomely for it, and somebody said I cheated to get there, I'd be mad as hell. Yes, and I don't, I don't blame you for being mad. I Bullock right, has every right to be somebody, mad. And, somebody, and if somebody asked me, Perrin, how do you feel about Jack such and such, who's a former Cardinal legend, throwing you under the bus saying you took drugs? I'd be mad as hell. That's fine. And I would say my piece, and I'd say, you know what? That's my reputation. 
He's over here questioning my reputation. He's saying I cheated to get here, and he's basically saying that what he did was great, and he didn't need to do what I did. So I mean, Albert Pujols. The, this is what it really boils down. And I have no problem with Pujols being mad. Name, what's Jack's last name? Clark. Clark. Jack Clark is really mad that Albert Pujols is better than him. That's what this is all about. <laughs> or that he left St. Louis. Yeah, sorry you feel that M- way. Maybe so. And you know what? If Bowles wants to be mad, Bowles wants to come out publicly and talk trash. I have the right to say fine. that. That's fine. I have no problem with that. But the fact he's suing and trying to control well, what people what? say about him, that's that's no he's different than running the mom and not fighting he's your own battles. He's not controlling. He's not controlling. And he should, uh, shoo, he should, he should shoo, sue his former trainer for out there running his mouth and saying slander about him if he did not cheat. Now, I, if he did cheat, then he deserves everything he's about to get. But if he did not cheat, and as of right now, we don't know that he did, he has every right to do what he's doing, and I back Albert Pujols. And you're innocent until proven guilty in this country. Yeah, I know, I know. All right, we got to take a break. I'm controlling this hour right here because we're going to take a break, come back, we're going to talk to Wick Reds baseball. We talked bad about the Reds last week. I hope that Joe Bruce doesn't have a lawsuit against me. We're going to come back and talk to him from Red Reporter, get into their week and their road trip coming up, seven games on the road, including Chicago tonight. We return after drive, 1450 Sports Buzz. On a mellow Monday. I picked the music today, by the way. So that's why we have the 80s slow jam baby making music going with Gregory Abbott, Abbott right there. You don't know nothing about Gregory Abbott. Uh, if you don't know, by I the way. I know people name their kid Gregory Abbott. <laughs> Gregory. Is there some Gregory's out oh, there? I thought you said Gregory. I thought you said Gregory. Gregory. Okay. You sound like you said Gregory. I want to imagine we get into this next interview with our man Wick Terrell from Red Reporter, Kevin Mitchell's Batman. Uh, 1450 The Sports Buzz is excited to be the official home. Radio home of IU Southeast Athletics beginning September 9th. Join Matt Dennison for the weekly Grenadier Sports Report every Monday night at 7 o'clock live from Tucker's American Favorites on State Street in New Albany for interviews with schools, coaches, and athletes, including our man Wadley Brown. Uh, us here, of course, we here at WXVW is proud to be the leader in local sports. September 9th, that's two days after, or that's the day after, I believe, Boardwalk Empire comes back on. Praise the Lord. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm almost as excited for Boardwalk Empire as I am to talk to my next guest, Four and one the Reds went last week. Wick Terrell, looks like uh, we had a little bit better karma after the St. Louis uh, series in the weekend and going into a seven game road trip. Hey, what's up, guys? I, I'm Trevor. I'm having a little bit of a hard time uh, hearing you, man. Sorry about that. Oh, it's no problem. We can you hear me okay now, buddy. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of a little bit of an echo. But uh, yeah, the Reds, uh, Reds got off to a, a terrible start to that homestand, but they came back and, you know, I guess the pitching staff gave up, what, like 13 runs over the next five games and uh, won a couple games and looked pretty good. So yeah, uh, you know, the results are what really matters at this point. And yeah, they look pretty dang good. Talking to Wick Trail, uh, Red Reporter here at Cat Mitchell's Batman. You can read this stuff on that website each and every day and every, throughout the week. Now, Wick, uh, before we get into some of the games coming up this week, uh, over the last week we've seen both Ryan Hannigan and Johnson Broxton return from injuries. And tonight, after a 116-game stretch, we will finally see Ryan Ludwig return to the Reds. How much production should the Red fans at least expect from or hope from from Ryan right away from the uh, righty outfielder? You know, right away, they it's going to be really hard to ask a whole lot out of a 35-year-old outfielder who's coming off a huge, huge absence uh, in, a, in a major shoulder surgery. Um, you know, he 
the Reds left fielders have actually kind of cobbled together a decent season so far. Uh, they've had about a 680 OPS, which isn't great, but it's actually been better than what they've gotten out of third base, better than what they've gotten out of shortstop, catcher, and close to what they've gotten from second base. So it, while it hasn't been spectacular and it hasn't carried the offense like it did last year, um, it, it has been at least decent. Um, I think you can expect a little bit more power uh, than what they've gotten so far this year. Uh, they've only gotten 10 home runs at the left field. Uh, hopefully Ludwig can at least provide that playing Great American Ballpark. Um, aside from that, I, I, I don't think you can really count on anything close to what he gave you last year. Um, I mean, if you look at his previous years before that, he hadn't given a whole lot uh, of indication that you know his 2012 was what you could expect either. So uh, I, I think he'll he'll give some good at bats. He hits right-handed pitching better than left-handed pitching over the course of his career. And considering how much the Reds have struggled against righties so far this year, hopefully he can add a little bit of that. Yes, yeah, so moving forward, when you look at the schedule, they really they get a good break right now. They get the Cubs. For the next three days, after that, they got the Brewers for the next three, the next four days. Then they play the Diamondbacks, who are pretty much now, uh, now walking the park as they should be. And then they get the Brewers again before they go play against the Cardinals. You think they can make a nice run right here for the next what two weeks before they play the Cardinals and try to put some distance or get ahead of the Cardinals? If so, you know, I, I think they've got a chance to. Yeah, they they pretty much dominated the Cubs in recent uh, memory. I think they're nineteen and four in their last twenty three games against them. Um, they've got Latos, Bailey, and Arroyo going against them over the next three days. Uh, who I think they're combined to go. They're five and zero against the the Cubs so far this season. So they've got a good stretch coming up. They've got the the added bonus, um, whether it's uh, the actual production or at least mentally from having Broxton Hennigan and uh, and Ludwig come back. I, I think they've got a really good chance uh, uh, to go out and take you know five or six of these next seven games against two teams that they've beaten up pretty well. Um, as for the Diamondbacks, the Diamondbacks actually beat beat the Reds around decently earlier this season. Obviously, that was in Arizona. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the Reds match up with them pretty well. Uh, I think they get a good chance and a good stretch to go here. Um, you know, it's, it's the time for them to make a move, and they know that. So hopefully they'll, uh, they'll step up to the, uh, the plate and get it done. Talking to Wick Terrell, Red Reporter, Dr. Ken Mitchell, as Batman and kind of stuff on there each and all the time on the afternoon drive, 1450 Sports Buzz. You mentioned the, uh, the Cubs being tonight. Obviously, Matt Lato's going against former Red Travis Wood. Uh, Reds have fared pretty well against their former teammate. They went, as you mentioned, 2-0 and versus him earlier this, uh, throughout this year. The Reds continue their success versus the young lefty and against the Cubs' offense, which, by the way, has been about as so bad it makes the Reds' offense look like the 27 Yankees. <laughs> yeah, the Cubs have struggled lately, for sure. Uh, since they traded Alfonso Soriano, I think on July 26th, they're 6-10 and 10 since, there. since then. They've really struggled to find that big bat in the middle of their lineup. Uh, you know, they've got Ryan Sweeney, who hit well for him earlier in the year on the 60-day DL. Uh, Deonor DeFaro, former Red. Is uh he's on the DL or no he's not on the DL but he hurt his ankle also so they struggle to really throw some consistent uh, offense together um you know I I think the Reds are, don't have a whole lot to worry about when it comes to that offense hopefully it's their offense that picks it up and takes the charge though speaking of uh, DL Wick uh, you mentioned we talked about Ryan Hagen second earlier and you mentioned uh, the Cubs DL issues but the Reds have also have some of their own still what is the future of uh, reliever Nick Massett is his Reds career and possibly MLB career over at this point. No, he's he's going in for a, a major, major shoulder surgery. It's the thoracic outlet syndrome is the problem. Um, you know, he's been on the shelf for almost two full years now. He's in the last year of his contract with the Reds, uh, which means basically his Reds career will be over. Um, it's a it's a pretty rare surgery. It's also one that hasn't been done until pretty recently, best I can tell. 
Um, I think Josh Beckett actually uh, with the Dodgers um, basically had the same issues, and he went under the knife a couple of months ago, and he's on target to return um, at the start of the season next year. So it's something you can come back from. I, I doubt the Reds will roll the dice on bringing him back. Um, you know, he's he's been productive for them in the past, but it's not like this is something that happened yesterday. This is something he's been fighting for almost two full seasons. So unfortunately, I think Nick Bassett's probably not going to pitch against the Reds. Now, staying on the kind of injury news with the Reds, on uh, hopefully better news than Nick Massett, and, and hopefully closer to the Ryan, to Ryan Hannigan, Jonathan Broxton, and Ryan Ludwig news. Sean Marshall and Johnny Cueto still on the DLs. What kind of timetable are we seeing with them? We talked about Cueto maybe even calling it a season because of the numerous shoulder surgeries to the same in, in, all in one year. Do we see either one of these gentlemen back before postseason play? You know, I, I, Marshall is the one I'm really worried about. He seems to have uh, tried to get going again several times and hasn't quite gotten to the point where they feel comfortable uh, putting him out on a rehab assignment. Cueto is a little bit of a different story. I think they, more than anything, have bought themselves some time with what Tony Singrani's done, so they're not going to press the issue. I think they want to get him throwing again before the end of the season, um, but they're giving him significantly more time than they did uh, you know, the first two times he was uh, dealt this injury blow earlier in the season. I think they'd like to have him back, um, you know, with uh, an eye towards the playoffs at the end of September, which means if that's the case, he's going to have to start throwing again within the next two weeks or so. Um, I haven't seen that they've hinted at, the, at, at that time frame yet, but, you know, it's not the kind of thing that's going to require surgery, so you would like to think that, you know, if it's not going to totally put him on the shelf for the rest of, uh, you know, the offseason, they'd like to target a, a quicker return, but we'll see. I you know, they're going to tread lightly on that one. Talking to Wick Trail, Kevin Mitchell's Batman, you can find us Red Reporter. Uh, Wick, last week you said you you looked at four wins for the Reds in the week to, uh, leading into this this interview, I guess you could say. You were dead on. Seven games on the road before we talk to you next Monday. Uh, not that Obviously, the Cubs and Brewers are really anything to be scared about, but when it comes to the road, the Reds have been about as uncomfortable looking at that as they have right-handed pitchers. What do you look at in terms of wins coming out of this week? Uh, I'm hoping for five wins out of these seven. You know, they, like you said, they've, they've struggled on the road. They're roughly a 500 team, slightly under 500 on the road so far this season. Uh, but the matchups really do favor them. And, you know, I'd, I'd like to go go on 11, say six, but I think I'll stick with five. I think they can do that given the matchups and the way both these teams are playing. You said hoping. Are you hoping or are you expecting? There's a difference. I'm, expe- I'm expecting a winning road trip. I'm expecting they'll get to four. I'm hoping for five. If that's the case, given the way the Cardinals are, are lined up, they've got the, the Pirates this week. The Reds are only two games back of them for the, the, the top wild card position. I, I think the Reds kind of can, they can sense that. Now they've got their team mostly back together. Uh, I, I think they'll be hoping for five, too. But as Dusty always says, you know, a winning road trip's a winning road trip. And, you know, I think, uh, I think four is almost what you have to pencil in at this point in the season. Wick, we'll hope you are correct. And we'll talk to you next week, buddy. And we'll see if you are uh, dead on with your Nostradamus like predictions. Yeah, sounds good, guys. Talk to you then. All right, Wick Terrell, Red Reporter. Kevin Mitchell is a Batman. We got to get the Reds winning, parent. We got we got to get in the we postseason. Your we, Dodgers are already there. You jump back on the bandwagon. Just, I've been on the bandwagon <laughs> all year. The Blue Jays, I, I gave up on back in right now, so about ninety five. So you're not a true fan. So you're a bandwagon guy. No, I just accept the the yeah. inevitable. Never, I'm not delusional. You weren't excited about being the Miami Marlins of Canada. Yeah, no, no, yes, I wasn't because I saw what they did last year in Miami. Why was I be excited? This is because they're now in Canada. They're going to be any better. Well, I mean, that, that means nothing to me. Yeah. So. All right, we, we're going to take a break. Come back. Uh, 3 or 4, 14, 50, open up the buzz line. Oxmoor for the buzz line. Anybody has more pinch? As I said before in the first segment, 
of my disliking of Albert Pujols' lack of thick skin and somewhat babying-like lawsuit parent disagrees with me. But you know what? That's why we love having him around here for somebody to disagree with me as long as we don't get sued over it. We won't get sued. We are out of here. <laughs> We're going to take a break. 1450 Sports Bus. We are back, 1450 The Sports Buzz. Trevor, he wants to be somebody's man. Who is this, Trevor? This is uh, Zapp and Roger. Yeah. Yes, I is. know you know Zapp and Roger yes, now. Yes, I do. Yes, Computer I do. love? Oh, yeah. Yes. How many times have you been playing a video game and you get mad at your friend for uh, considering that the, the video game is cheating in their favor? And you just sit there and go, you, man, you got computer love going on. Man, you've been back here doing things that system. No uh, wonder you're getting all the calls. You are silly. Maybe man. I'm just a loser now, right? Nah. Did you see A-Rod play yesterday? He walk off home run and win the game. Uh, no, I didn't. But I would not say anything in my opinion because I'm afraid of a lawsuit oh, on A-Rod. <laughs> uh, no, I, I watched the highlights. I saw A-Rod. Good for him. I'm glad he got the home run, yeah. Uh, congratulations, A-Rod. It'd be maybe your last yeah. before you go into oblivion. The Los Angeles Angels are in a three-game. They're about to play the Yankees for the next three games, right? Well, check this Take out. Mike Trout, Mike Trout was asked about if he were a commissioner, what would happen for guys that took PEDs. He said, to me personally, if you get caught, I think you should be out the game forever. He said it, take, it takes away from guys that are working hard every day. So the, he does bring up a good point. It does take away from guys that are actually doing it the natural way. So I want to ask you a question. Do you think you are jaded by guys that are – hitting 25 and 30 and 40 home runs, and people aren't thinking that's a lot of home runs anymore because of the fact that people took PEDs and hit so many home runs? No, I grew I, well, First of all, I grew up watching baseball where you know Fred McGriff wins an MVP and leads the league in home runs with 32. Yes. I mean, it's not like it's out of the question to me. And maybe, I don't, you know what, I don't think it's all PEDs that, that spurned a lot of the big home runs. A lot of it has to do with some expansion. I mean, look at the expansion MLB did went through with adding numerous teams in a, a very short span, which thins out pitching, which, again, will cause more home runs a lot. Yeah. Not saying it's all to do with PD. Let me ask you this. What if we just made PDs legal? What if we just let baseball allow PDs? You would see massive men walking in the bar on drugs trying to get women with their big muscles. And okay, stuff. but if someone, <laughs> wants to, if someone wants to put if, – if, if, if Joe Schmo wants to put his health in the line to improve his game that much – where should we say no? You know, don't worry about it. Go ahead, ruin your. Now you may be dead twenty years before you should be should be because of what you're putting in your body, and that's your choice for doing it. But at what point should we just say, you know what, screw it, just allow it to happen? Can you imagine if PEDs are in the NFL? Well, human human growth hormones is not not un, un, is now just being started to look at. So who, for all we know, I mean, baseball. You know, baseball. I wrote an article a couple weeks ago, and I I, I really appreciated it. Where they said baseball sits back and gets ridiculed day in and day not day in and day out for PDs, HGH, and so on and so forth. Meanwhile, NFL has six foot eight, three hundred and forty pound linemen running four twos. Yes, on more likely on HGH. Not everybody's on HGH. I'm not saying they are, but they could be, and does not get a bat black eye whatsoever towards it. Well, I mean, Why does baseball being held such on a higher pedestal than other sports? Because number one, the NFL is what everybody watches. Number one. And people want to see guys get hit 
And that's what that's what the NFL is. People are like, oh my God, why are you guys getting hurt? Why are you guys getting concussions? Because two grown men who are stronger and faster and found better ways to train themselves than they did 20 years ago <laughs> yes. are running at each other full speed with, with gear, hitting each other as hard as they can to inflict pain to make people drop a football that is pigskin leather. <laughs> yes. And you wonder why. And you do that for years and years. You played in the league 15 years, and you probably did that, what, another four years, five years in college? So let's say you do what's that, 20 years, and then you play when you're a kid? So you probably played another eight or nine years when you were a kid. You played football almost 25, 30 years. But people want to see home runs. So what, what's the what, what's the difference? People want to because not everybody has access to those things like everybody everything else in life. Oh, you can get access to it. You can, there's not a drug not you can't find that. Not everybody can get access to those things. If I want to find a PD, I can go find some performance enhancing drugs somewhere. Uh, yeah, I bet you a dollar you could. Oh, really? Yes. That's a challenge. I'm gonna find within this time next week. I'm gonna have some PD sitting on the table uh, I'm here. Not, I'm not. I'm talking about before. I'm not talking about steroids. <laughs> I'm talking about like the stuff everybody else is taking. Okay, I, I, I will find a way to get it, whether it be legal or not in baseball. But seriously, I mean, I know it maybe dampers the, the, the honesty of the game, if there's any honesty or integrity yeah. left anyway to begin with. Why not just screw it? If they want to screw up their bodies, let them do it. Yeah. We're not going to stop them. It's their choice. Okay, I got a question about you. Speaking of honesty and integrity. Yes, which I've, I lack very little of both. <laughs> silly, silly. Yes, you do. You, you can have a lot of those. But anyways. Yes. Back in 2006, the Washington Nationals signed they have a signing bonus to 16-year-old Dominican shortstop S. S. Milian Gonzalez. A few years later, he pronounced that by the way. Yeah, I tried my best. You good job. Uh, S. Milian. I said it right. He did. I had to butcher it. Let me let me tap myself on the yeah. back. A few years later, Sports Illustrated revealed his true age. S. Mon, S. S. Milian Gonzalez. <laughs> I made you nervous on the name. Sounded out. Yes, yeah. I had to, I had to take a deep breath. Was actually his name was Carlos Alvarez Luego, <laughs> and he was four years older than he was advertised, so he was twenty. Whoa! The Nationals fired two employees believed they were in on a scam. Dominican Republic instructor Jose Baez, and also special assistant former MLB All Star Jose Rijo, who Who's played for the for the, the ninety Super World Series Reds. Boom! As star you pointed pitcher. out to me, because you know all those fun facts. <laughs> and they also fired their GM Jim Bowden. Now, the MLB has lost an investigation in which whether they, he was skimming his bonuses or not. But now the Nationals have filed a lawsuit to recoup Gonzalez slash Alvarez because we don't really know his name. He might be going by, <laughs> yeah. by, by both names. Who knows? Whatever. John Doe. They are suing, they are suing him, and they are suing the insurance company, which had, which had a million-dollar policy protecting against employee fraud. The Westchester Fire Insurance Company failed to prompt, promptly investigate the claim and fairly denied it. Now, the funny part about this is, do you think they want this money because they feel like they're frauded? Or do you think they want this money because of the fact that Gonzalez slash Alvarez has never played higher than A-ball? Do you want my opinion on a law, somebody suing somebody after our first segment today? <laughs> you know my... That's, hey, that's why I'm you asking really want you. To bring that's that why I'm asking you. I have four minutes. I don't know if that's enough time. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous. This is ridiculous by the Nationals part. Because is it, it is Bobber Pujols' part? Is it because of the fact that they gave a young man a lot of Yeah, money? they got burned. <laughs> they got completely burned. They screwed they, up... And they got burned, and now they feel stupid they about like, it, they and like, now they're going to sue like, like a Paul, moron that people are. They're like Paul McCartney when he ripped up his um his uh what's his uh his uh, ironclad uh uh I can't, not paternity suit, but when you uh, get married and you don't want to give anybody money, I can't even think of the word right now. But uh, your t- alimony. 
No, that's when you have to give money to your, your significant other. Yeah, yeah. Paul McCartney didn't didn't claim. Prenup, prenup. Okay. There you go. Yeah, okay. Yes. I, I, Paul McCartney didn't claim he shouldn't have to pay his wife money after after they divorced. Yeah, because leg. she had one leg and he expected two. Funny I mean, part. that's not you the know, same thing. Her, they offered her four hundred million dollars. She said no, and she ended up going to get like something like a hundred or something. Oh yeah, poor thing. Yeah, yeah. She can't get an extra cheese on her one whopper. One thing I want to ask you. This is ridiculous by natural. And what's the point? Because, he was four years because of Johnny Manziel. Louisville Cardinals are not allowing sign autographs on, on this past Sunday for Fan Day. Yeah, this is because sad. they're saying it's a quote unquote national problem. Do you feel bad? <laughs> it's an epidemic. Do but. you feel bad? <laughs> do you feel bad about this? Do you think this is bad when you think about it? Charlie Strong not signing autographs. Michael Dwyer, probably NFL player, he's not going to be signing autographs. Yeah, I, I, I do. I have th- Mike. Now the funny part is Clowney at um, South Carolina will be signing autographs. Yeah, I feel bad. You know, I don't blame Louisville for doing this. I, I don't. I, I don't think they should. I don't think any school should do this because there are kids out there. I mean, unfortunately, there are some bad apples that do ruin the six, the, the enjoyment for children or youths or whoever that yes. want autographs of their favorite players and look up to these guys as because they're younger. I mean, I remember when I was younger. I mean, you look at the college athletes as guys you look up to almost as like the professionals. And yes. when you get older and you realize you're 20 years older than some of these kids, you look at them in a different light and you don't expect that. But I don't blame Louisville for this. I blame Johnny Manziel, and I feel bad for Louisville fans I, I think it's they're being punished for something that he shouldn't be punished for. But you know what? Unfortunately, that's just the way the times that we are in today's world. I mean, at worst, way, I mean, maybe they can sue Louisville. I don't know. Maybe they can find a lawsuit to sue University of Louisville for a Teddy Bridgewater autograph. I mean, you never know. I mean, you know, but you're just going to be on that all night. Oh, yeah. You know I'm irritated about the lawsuit thing. <laughs> yes, very much so. So Adam Jones – who plays for the Orioles was at the Giants. He played for the Giants. Obviously, they played won. for the Braves. Yeah, so yeah. He plays for the he plays for the Orioles right now. He was playing against San Francisco, and he complained that a fan tossed a banana onto the field at him. Do you think that anything should be happening? Like, should somebody be punished for this? Like, this did he consider this like a racial slur or some way? Yeah, basically uh, calling him a monkey. That's the way he. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I, I didn't expect the fan a heckling fan to actually have that much intelligence into their insult. So I don't know if that's maybe what they meant. No. Unless you're going to sue him, Adam, get over it. Suck it up. You make the money. You chose the life you did. Accept the punishment and the ridicule that you get for what you do and just go on and move on with your life. Yes, and uh, Ryan Braun was seen out in Venice Beach hanging out with his buddies. <laughs> what do you think about that? As he's long as there wasn't a needle in his arm, yeah, I don't think a problem not, with it. He's not in Milwaukee. <laughs> he's enjoying the sunny sands of Southern yeah. California. Would you expect him to stay in Milwaukee during this no, time? I, I, can't I blame wouldn't. Him. We are out of here inside the press boxes next. My man Nick Coffey is going to bring you everything red and black. As always, so much things, so many things going around around here. And we won't deny you a Perrin Johnson autograph. If you want to come up here and get it after the show. It's going to cost you a dollar <laughs> plus tax. That's one oh six. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. We're out of here. <laughs>